Scenes 5 and 6 of Faust. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Faust, Part 1, by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Translated by Bayard Taylor. Scene 5. Auerbach's cellar in Leipzig. Carousal of jolly companions. Is no one laughing? No one drinking? I'll teach you how to grin, I'm thinking. Today you're like wet straw, so tame, and usually you're all aflame. Now that's your fault. From you we nothing see, no beastliness and no stupidity. Pours a glass of wine over Brander's head. Here's both together. Twice a swine. You wanted them. I've given you mine. Turn out who quarrels out the door. With open throat sing chorus, drink and roar. Up, holla, ho! Woe's me, the fearful bellow. Bring cotton quick. He split my ears, that fellow. When the vault echoes to the song, one first perceives the bass is deep and strong. Well said, and out with him that takes the least offence. A-ta-la-la-da! A-ta-la-la-da! The throats are tuned. Commence! The dear old holy Roman realm, how does it hold together? A nasty song. Fie, a political song. A most offensive song. Thank God, each morning, therefore, that you have not the Roman realm to care for. At least I hold it so much gained for me that I nor Chancellor nor Kaiser be. Yet also we must have a ruling head, I hope, and so we'll choose ourselves a Pope. You know the quality that can decide the choice and elevate the man. Soar up, soar up, Dame Nightingale, ten thousand times my sweetheart hail. No, greet my sweetheart not. I'll tell you, I'll resent it. My sweetheart, greet and kiss. I dare you to prevent it. Draw the latch the darkness makes. Draw the latch the lover wakes. Shut the latch the morning breaks. Yes, sing away, sing on and praise and brag of her. I'll wait my proper time for laughter. Me by the nose she led, and now she'll lead you after. Her paramour should be an ugly gnome where four roads cross in wanton play to meet her. An old he-goat from Bloxburg coming home should his good night in lustful gallop lead her. A fellow made of genuine flesh and blood is for the wench a deal too good. Greet her? Not I unless when meeting to smash her windows be a greeting pounding on the table attention hearken now to me confess sirs i know how to live enamoured persons here have we and i as suits their quality must something fresh for their advantage give take heed tis of the latest cut my strain and all strike in at each refrain there was a rat in the cellar nest, too fat and butter made smoother. He had a paunch beneath his vest, like that of Dr. Luther. The cook laid poison cunningly, and then a sort oppressed was he, as if he had love in his bosom. Shouting. As, as if he had love in his bosom. 
He ran around, he ran about, his thirst in puddles laving. He gnawed and scratched the house throughout, but nothing cured his raving. He whirled and jumped with torment mad, and soon enough the poor beast had, as if he had love in his bosom. And as if he had love in his bosom. And driven at last in open day, he ran into the kitchen, fell on the hearth and squirming lay in the last convulsion twitching. Then laughed the murderess in her glee, ha ha, he's at his last gasp, said she as if he had love in his bosom as if he had love in his bosom how the dull fools enjoy the matter to me it is a proper art poison for such poor rats to scatter perhaps you warmly take their part the bald pate pot-belly i have noted misfortune tames him by degrees for in the rat by poison bloated his own most natural form he sees before all else i bring thee hither where boon companions meet together to let thee see how smooth life runs away here for the folk each day is a holiday with little weight and ease to sweet them they whirl in narrow circling trails like kittens playing with their tails and if no headache persecute them, so long the host may credit give, they merrily and careless leave. The fact is easy to unravel, their air so odd, they've just returned from travel, a single hour they've not been here. You verily hit the truth, Leipzig to me is dear, Paris in miniature, how it refines its people. Who are the strangers, should you guess? Let me alone. I'll set them first to drinking. And then, as one a child's tooth draws with cleverness, I'll worm their secret out, I'm thinking. They're of a noble house, that's very clear. Haughty and discontented they appear. They're mountebanks upon a revel. Perhaps. Look out, I'll smoke them now. Not if he had them by the neck, I vow. Whatever these people sent to the devil. Fair greeting, gentlemen. Our thanks. We give the same. Murmurs, inspecting Mephistopheles from the side. In one foot is the fellow lame? Is it permitted that we share your laser? In place of cheering drink which one seeks vainly here, your company shall give us pleasure. A most fastidious person you appear. No doubt twas late when you from Ripex started. And supping there with Hans occasioned your delay. We passed without a call to-day. At our last interview, before we parted, Much of his cousins did his pick and treating that We should give to each his kindly greeting. He bows to Frosh. Aside. You have it now. He understands. A knave sharp set. Just wait a while. I'll have him yet. If I am right, we heard the sound of well-trained voices singing chorus. And truly, song must here rebound superbly from the arches over us. Are you perhaps a virtuoso? 
Oh, no, my wish is great. My power is only so-so. Give us a song. If you desire a number. So that it be a brand new strain. We have just retraced our way from Spain, the lovely land of wine and song and slumber. There was a king once reigning, who had a big black flea. Hear, hear, a flea! Do you rightly take the jest? I call a flea a tidy guest. There was a king once reigning, who had a big black flea, and loved him past explaining, as his own son were he. He calls his man of stitches, the tailor comes straight away. Here, measure the lap for breeches, and measure his coat, I say. But mind, allow the tailor no caprices. Enjoin upon him, as his head is dear, To most exactly measure, so and sheer, So that the breeches have no creases. In silk and velvet gleaming, He now was wholly dressed, Had a coat with ribbons streaming, A cross upon his breast. He had the first of stations, The minister's tower and name, And also all his relations, Great lords at court became. And the lords and ladies of honour were plagued awake and in bed. The queen she got them up on her, the maids were bitten and bled. And they did not dare to brush them, or scratch them day or night. We crack them, and we crush them at once whenever they buy. Shouting, We, we crack, crack them, them, and we crush them, them at once whenever, whenever they, they bite. bite. Bravo, bravo, that was fine. Every flea may it so befall. Point your fingers and nip them all. Hurrah for freedom! Hurrah for wine! I fain would drink with you, my glass to freedom clinking. If it were a better wine that here I see you drinking. Don't let us hear that speech again. Did I not fear the landlord might complain? I treat these worthy guests with pleasure. To some from out our sailor's treasure. Just treat! And let the landlord me arraign. And if the wine be good, our praises shall be ample. But do not give too very small a sample. For if it's quality I decide, with a goodly mouthful I must be supplied. Aside. They're from the Rhine. I guessed as much before. Bring me a gimlet here. What shall therewith be done? You've not the casks already at the door. Yonder. Within the landlord's box of tools, there's one. Takes the gimlet. To frosh. Now, give me of your taste some intimation. How do you mean? Have you so many kinds? The choice is free. Make up your minds. To frosh. Aha! You lick your chops from sheer anticipation. Good! If I have the choice, so let the wine be rhinish. Our fatherland can best the sparkling cup replenish. Boring a hole in the edge of the table at the place where Frosh sits. Give me a little wax to make the stopper squeak. Ah, I perceive a juggler's trick. To Brander. And you? Champagne shall be my wine, and let it sparkle fresh and fine. Bores. In the meantime, one has made the wax stoppers and plugged the holes with them. What's foreign one can't always keep quite clear of, for good things oft are not so near. A German can't endure the French to see or hear of. 
yet drinks their wines with hearty cheer. As Mephistopheles approaches his seat. For me, I grant, sour wine is out of place. Fill up my glass with sweetest, will you? Boring. To case I'll flow at once to feel you. No, look me, sirs, straight in the face. I see you have your fun at our expense. Oh, no, with gentlemen of such pretense, that were to venture far indeed. Speak out and make your choice with speed. With what a vintage can I serve you? With any, only satisfy our need. After the holes have been bored and plugged, with singular gestures. Grapes the wine stem bears, horns the he good wears. The grapes are juicy, the wines are good. The wooden table gives wine as good. Into the depths of nature appear, only believe there's a miracle here. Now draw the stoppers and drink your feel. As they draw out the stoppers and the wine which has been desired flows into the glass of each. Oh, oh beautiful, beautiful fountain that flows at will. will. But have a care that you nothing spill. They drink repeatedly. Sing. As twere five hundred hogs we feel so cannibalic like jolly. See, now the race is happy. It is free. To leave them is my inclination. Take notice first. Their bestiality will make a brilliant demonstration. Drinks carelessly. The wine spills upon the earth and turns to flame. Help! Fire! Help! Hellfire is sent! Charming away the flame. Be quiet, friendly element. To the revellers. A bit of purgatory to us for this time, merely. What mean you? Wait! You'll pay for it dearly. You'll know us to your detriment. Don't try that game a second time upon us. I think we'd better send him packing quietly. What, sir? You dare to make so free and play your hocus-pocus on us? Be still, old wine tub. Broomstick, you. You face it out, impertinent and heady. Just wait. A shower of blows is ready. Draws a stopper out of the table. Fire flies in his face. I burn! I burn! Tis magic! Strike! The knave is outlawed! Cut him as you like! They draw their knives and rush upon Mephistopheles. With solemn gestures. False word and a form of air, Chains, place and sense and snare, Be here and there. They stand amazed and look at each other. Where am I? What a lovely land! Vines, can I trust my eyes? And purple grapes at hand. Here, over this green arbor bending, See, what a vine, what grapes depending. He takes Siebel by the nose, The others do the same reciprocally, And raise their knives. As above. Lose error from their eyes the band, And how the devil jests, be now enlightened. He disappears with Faust, The revellers start and separate. What happened? How? Was that your nose I tightened? To Siebel. And yours still I have in hand? It was a blow that went through every limb. Give me a chair. I sink. My senses swim. But what has happened? Tell me now. Where is he? If I catch the scoundrel hiding, he shall not leave alive, I vow. I saw him with these eyes upon a wine-cask riding out of the cellar door just now. Still in my feet the fright like lead is weighing. 
He turns towards the table. Why, if the fount of wine should still be playing? T'was all deceit and lying, false design. And yet it seemed as I were drinking wine. But with the grapes, how was it, pray? Shall one believe no miracles, just say? Scene 6. Witch's Kitchen. Upon a low hearth stands a great cauldron, under which a fire is burning. Various figures appear in the vapours which rise from the cauldron. An ape sits beside it, skims it, and watches lest it boil over. The he-ape, with the young one, sits near and warms himself. Ceiling and walls are covered with the most fantastic witch implements. These crazy signs of witches' craft repel me. I shall recover, dost thou tell me, through this insane chaotic play? From an old hag shall I demand assistance? And will her foul mess take away full thirty years from my existence? Woe's me! Canst thou not better find? Another baffled hope must be lamented. Has nature, then, and has a noble mind, not any potent balsam yet invented? Once more, my friend, thou talkest sensibly. There is to make the young a simpler mode and apter. But in another book it is read for thee, and is a most eccentric chapter. Yet will I know it. Good. The method is revealed without our gold or magic or physician. Betake thyself to yonder field. There hoe and dig as thy condition. Restrain thyself, thy sense and will, within the narrow sphere to flourish. With unmixed food thy body nourish. Live with the ox as ox, and think it not a theft, that thou manurest the acre which thou reapest. That, trust me, is the best mode left, whereby for eighty years thy youth thou keepest. I am not used to that. I cannot stoop to try it. To take the spade in hand and ply it, the narrow being suits me not at all. Then to thine aid the witch must call. Wherefore the hag and her alone? Canst thou thyself not brew the potion? That were a charming sport, I own. I would build a thousand bridges, meanwhile, I have a notion. Not art and science serve alone. Patience must in the walk be shown. Long is the calm brain active in creation. Time only strengthens the fine fermentation. And all belonging thereunto is rare and strange however you take it the devil taught the thing it is true and yet the devil cannot make it perceiving the animals see what a delicate race they be that is the mate the man is he to the animals it seems the mistress has gone away carousing today off and about by the chimney out what time takes he for dissipating while we to warm, warm our paws are waiting. waiting. To Faust. How findest thou the tender creatures? Absurder than I ever yet did see. Why just such talk as this for me? Is that which the most attractive features? To the animals. But tell me now, ye cast puppets, why do ye see the porries so? We are cooking watery soup for beggars. beggars. Then a great public you can show. 
comes up and fawns on Mephistopheles. Oh, cast thou the dice, make me rich in a trice, let me win in good season, things are badly controlled, and had I but gold, so had I my reason. How the ape be sure his luck enhances, could he but try the lottery's chances? In the meantime the young apes have been playing with a large ball, which they now roll forward. Hmm. The world's the ball, doth rise and fall, and roll incessant like glass doth ring, a hollow thing. How soon wilt spring and drop quiescent, here bright it gleams, here brighter seems, I live at present, dear son, I say, keep thou away. Thy doom is spoken, tis made of clay, and will be broken. What means the sieve? Taking it down. Wert thou the thief, I'd know him and shame him. He runs to the she-ape, and lets her look through it. Look through the sieve. Know'st thou the thief, and darest not name him? Approaching the fire. And what is this part? The fool knows it not. He knows not the pot. He knows not the kettle. Impertinent beast. Take the brush here, at least, and sit down on the settle. He invites Mephistopheles to sit down. Faust, who during all this time has been standing before a mirror, now approaching and now retreating from it. What do I see? What heavenly form revealed shows through the glass from magic's fair dominions? Oh, lend me, love, the swiftest of thy pinions, and bear me to her beauteous field. Ah, if I leave this spot with fond designing, if I attempt to venture near, dim as through gathering mist her charms appear, a woman's form in beauty shining, can woman then so lovely be? And must I find her body there reclining, Of all the heavens the bright epitome? Can earth with such a thing be mated? Why, surely, if a god first plagues himself six days, Then self-contented, bravo says, Must something clever be created. This time thine eyes be satiate, I'll yet detect thy sweetheart and ensnare her. And blessed is he who has the lucky fate, Some day as bridegroom home to bear her. Faust gazes continually in the mirror, Mephistopheles stretching himself out on the settle, And playing with the brush, continues to speak. So sit I, like the king upon his throne, I hold the sceptre here, and like the crown alone. The animals, who up to this time have been making all kinds of fantastic movements, together bring a crown to Mephistopheles with great noise. Oh, be thou so good, with sweat and with blood, the crown to be lime. They handle the crown awkwardly and break it into two pieces with which they spring around. Tis done, let it be, we speak and we see, we hear and we rhyme. Before the mirror. Woe's me! I fear to lose my wits. Pointing to the animals. My own head now is really nigh to sinking. If lucky our, our hits, and, and everything, everything fits, fits, tis thoughts, and we're, and we're thinking. thinking. 
as above. My bosom burns with that sweet vision. Let us with speed away from here. In the same attitude. One must at least make this admission. They are poets, genuine and sincere. The cauldron, which the she-ape has up to this time neglected to watch, begins to boil over. There ensues a great flame which blazes out the chimney. The witch comes careering down through the flame with terrible cries. Ow! 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 The damned beast! The cursed sow! To leave the kettle and singe the frow! A cursed fear! Perceiving Faust and Mephistopheles, here who are you here what wants you thus who sneaks to us the fire pain burn bone and brain she plunges the skimming ladle into the cauldron and scatters flames towards faust mephistopheles and the animals the animals whimper mephistopheles reversing the brush which he has been holding in his hand and striding among the jars and glasses in two, in two, there lies the brew, there lies the glass, the joke will pass, as time foul as, to the singing of thy crew. As the witch starts back, full of wrath and horror. Ha, knowest thou me, abomination thou, knowest thou at last thy lord and master? What hinders me from smiting now thee and thy monkey sprites with fell disaster? Hast for the scarlet coat no reverence? Dost recognize no more the tall cock's feeder? Have I counseled discountenance? Must tell my name, old face of leather. Oh, pardon, sir, the rough salute. Yet I perceive no cloven foot. And both your ravens, where are they now? This time I laid the escape the debt, for since we two together met, it is verily full many a day now. Culture would smooth the whole world licks, also unto the devil's sticks. The days of the old northern phantom now are over, where canst thou horns and tail and claws discover? And as regards the foot, which I cannot spare, in truth, it would only make the people shun me. Therefore I have worn, like many a spindly youth, false curbs these many years upon me. Dancing. Reason and sense forsake my brain, since I behold Squire Satan here again. Omen, from such a name refrain. Why so? What has it done to thee? It has long been written in the book of fable, yet therefore no whit better man we see. The evil one has left, the evil ones are stable. Sir Baron, call me thou, then is the matter good. A cavalier am I, like others in my bearing. Thou hast no doubt about my noble blood. See, here is the coat of arms that I am wearing. He makes an indecent gesture, laughs immoderately. <laughs> That's just your way, I know. A rogue you are, and you were always so. To Faust. My friend, take proper heed, I pray. To manage witches, this is just a way. Wherein, sirs, can I be of use? Give us a goblet of the well-known juice. 
but I must beg you of the oldest brewage. The years a double strength produce. With all my heart. Now, here's a bottle wherefrom sometimes I wet my throttle, which also not the slightest stinks, and willingly a glass I'll fill him. Whispering. Yet this man without due preparation drinks, as well thou know'st, within an hour twill kill him. He is a friend of mine, with whom it will agree, and he deserves thy kitchen's best potation. Come, draw thy circle, speak thine adjuration, and feel thy goblet full and free. The witch, with fantastic gestures, draws a circle, and places mysterious articles therein. Meanwhile the glasses begin to ring, the cauldron to sound, and make a musical accompaniment. Finally she brings a great book, and stations in the circle the apes, who are obliged to serve as reading-desk, and to hold the torches. She then beckons Faust to approach. To Mephistopheles. Now what shall come of this? The creature's antic, the crazy stuff, the gestures frantic, all the repulsive cheats I view are known to me and hated too. Oh, nonsense, that is a thing for laughter. Don't be so terribly severe. She juggles you as doctor now, that after the beverage may walk the proper cheer. The witch begins to declaim with much emphasis from the book. See thus it's done. Make ten of one, and two let be, make even three, and rich thou it be, cast o'er the four. From five and six the witch's tricks, make seven and eight, tis finished straight, and nine is one. And ten is none. This is the witches. Once one's one. She talks like one who raves in fever. Thou wilt hear much more before we leave her. It is all the same, the book I can repeat. Such time I have squandered over the history. A contradiction does complete. Is always for the wise, no less than fools, a mystery. The art is old and new, for verily all ages have been taught the matter, by three and one, and one and three, error instead of truth to scatter. They pray and teach, and no one interferes, all from the fellowship of fools are shrinking. Man usually believes, if only words he hears, that also it then goes material for thinking. The witch continues. The lofty skill of science still, from all men deeply hidden, who takes no thought, to him tis brought, tis given, unsought, unbidden. What nonsense she declaims before us! My head is nigh to split, I fear. It seems to me as if I hear a hundred thousand fools in chorus. All civil excellent, enough of adjuration. But heeder bring us thy potation, and quickly fill the beaker to the brim. This drink will bring my friend no injuries. He is a man of manifold degrees, and many draughts are known to him. The witch, with many ceremonies, pours the drink into a cup. As Faust sets it to his lips, a light flame arises. Down with it quickly. Drain it off. 
it will warm thy heart with new desire art with the devil hand and glove and wilt thou be afraid of fire the witch breaks the circle faust steps forth and now away thou darest not rest and much good may the liquor do thee to the witch thy wish on walpurgis night expressed what boon i have shall then be given unto thee here is a song which if you sometimes sing you'll find it a peculiar operation to faust come walk at once a rapid occupation must start the needful perspiration and through thy frame the liker spot and sling the noble indolence i'll teach thee then to treasure and soon thou wilt be aware with keenest thrills of pleasure how cupid's tears and lips on light and restless wing one rapid glance within the mirror give me how beautiful that woman form no no the paragon of all believe me thou soon shalt see alive and wall aside thou wilt find this drink thy blood compelling each woman beautiful as helen end of scene six end of section